You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Thank you so much for being here this morning. How many of you have ever had a really bad fall? A really bad fall. Yeah, uh-huh. We need to uh, pray. I don't want to embarrass her, but Miss Rita, she took a little bit of a tumble. Now she's here. You, you are a strong lady. You know that. I would have been down for at least three weeks. But uh, we need to be praying for her. But I want to preach this morning on the subject, when we're down. When we're down. I remember uh, every year we had a fundraiser at our uh, high school, it was called the Bikeathon, And you could choose how many miles you wanted to go, anywhere from one mile to five to 10 to 20 to 50 miles. And I wanted to do the 50 miles one year. And when you did that, you, it wasn't sponsored per mile, but you would just go kind of door to door and to all the people in the church that you knew had money and you would go up and say, hey, would you sponsor me and they would uh, tell you, you know, well, how many miles are you going? I'm going 50 miles, and it was always to build something for the, for the school or something like that. Well, we got started. Uh, it was about mile number two of our bike-a-thon, and I think I was a more in high school that year, and somebody cut me off right in front of me, and I had a mountain bike, and instead of pulling the right brake, I pulled the left brake. Now, you know exactly what that does. Head over heels, straight forward, skinned up the side of my face real bad. Within the first two miles, everybody had to stop for me. My handlebar was all crooked. We had to straighten it back out. We were finally able to go. Bad fall for me. Another time, we were having a relay race where you had to jump on somebody's back, and they would run one way, and then you would stop hop off, they would jump on your back and come the other way. Well, if you can imagine, I was this size since I was about 12, okay? And I had a guy, uh, Ethan, stand up, okay? Ethan, about that size, okay? So it was about the, the smallest person that I could handle. All right, you can have a seat. And he carried me for the first leg, and it was my job on the second leg. So I had him, and I had his legs, you know, wrapped in, well... I was running as fast as I could. I had my head down. I tripped over. And because my arms were locked in, I could not brace myself. Down I went. You'll notice that my nose is a little crooked. Okay? That, that kind of didn't help the situation. Bad fall. I had another bad fall one time. We were in our auditorium. And I was a very clumsy person. We were in an auditorium. I had about 40-foot uh, ceilings in it back at Northwest Bible Baptist Church where I grew up and somebody had to get up on a ladder. We had a big banner kind of up top over the podium and uh, kind of the corner of the banner came down. So somebody needed to go up there and thumbtack it back in and I was chosen for it. Now I should have told them at that point that I was not the best person for that job. You might ask, am I afraid of heights? No, I'm not. I'm not even afraid of falling. I'm afraid of landing. So I get all the way up there, and I looked down when I was all the way up. Shouldn't have done that. My knees started knocking together. The entire ladder is shaking up against the wall. I got down to about 10 feet, lost my balance, slipped, fell right on my arm, really hurt myself. Thought I broke it, didn't break it. Bad fall. But one of the worst falls I ever had 
we were having a basketball marathon at college. And uh, it was something where you started at 10 p.m. the night before, and you played until 10 p.m. the next night. 24 hours, again, another fundraiser. Fund, not fun, fundraiser. And I was guarding somebody, and he did a little ball fake, and everyone you know uh, that plays basketball, you don't go for the ball fake. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. Well, I didn't stay on my feet. I went up, and instead of going around me, he tried to go under me, took out my legs, and I fell right on the side of my head, and apparently I was out for about 30 seconds. And I remember my brother being over top, and I looked up, and uh, stars flying everywhere. And all those other falls, the bike-a-thon fall, the auditorium ladder, and the, the relay race, I got up pretty quick. That fall, I didn't get up. I was down, and I was down for a while. Another fall, I was doing uh, snowboarding. I was snowboarding at Cascade Mountain in Wisconsin. And somebody talked me in, a good friend of mine, his name was Troy. He talked me in, he was a snowboarder. He could do all the 180s and the heel grabs and everything. And, I had told them that I had snowboarded before, but I had never snowboarded before. Uh, so he's like, we're going to go down the Black Diamond Hill. OK, perfect. You know, let's, let's go. So I'm just kind of slowly inching down, inching down. And there's a, little, there's a little jump. And he convinced me that I could take the jump. And he said, now listen, you can't chicken out. You've just got to go for it. If you slow down at all, you're not going to make the gap. It's even worse, because you'll jam up your ankles. You've just got to go. OK, OK, OK. Again, probably my sophomore year in college, or high school. Not a very smart year for me. So I start going down super fast. And I, I hit it. But when I hit that jump, I went on my heels. My feet went straight up. And instead of continuing to flip, I just stayed there. <laughs> and when I landed, it wasn't a thud. It wasn't a crack. It, it was a whoomp right on my back. Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? And I'm just <laughs> on a black diamond hill. And so I'm sitting here, you can imagine, here's the jump, and I'm sitting about right here. People are landing all around me. My friends are down the hill. They can't climb up to warn people that are coming down. And the people that are coming down, the ones who actually know what they're doing, can't see me. And I remember Troy yelling, Johnny Che, you have to get up. Get up. to get up. I wasn't getting up. I was down. And I was down for a good amount of time. Someone finally crawled up and dragged me off to the side so that nobody landed on me. In this portion of scripture, we find the prophet Micah. And Micah's down. Woe is me, he begins in chapter 7, verse 1. Woe is me. Read the rest of that verse with me. For I am as when... They have gathered the summer fruits as the grape gleanings of the vintage or of the year. There is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. Micah is using a complete opposite here to explain how he's feeling at the moment. He says, my soul desired the first ripe fruit. that the beginning of a harvest brings. I want to enjoy the sweetness of those first ripe fruits of the year when you can pick them. I want to eat the plenty that clusters of fruit can bring to a person. 
but instead I am when they have gathered the summer fruits. I feel like harvest has already passed. There are no more clusters to eat, no more ripe fruits left, only the grape gleanings of the year are left behind. Micah is greatly distressed. He has great sorrow in his heart right now. He's greatly distressed. Just to put it simply, he's down. And we don't have to read far to see why. Look in verse 2. The good man is out of the earth. And there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt brother with a net, that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward, and the great man, it's talking about not only people who are well-renowned or famous, but people who are up in age, people who are older. The great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrapped it, wrap it up. What is he talking about? Think of how a threefold cord is wrapped up. The Bible talks about how a threefold cord is not easily broken. And he's looking around, he says, the princes of my land, the judges, and even the old people, the old men, are all working together to do one thing, to do evil. Look in verse 4. The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. He continues in verse 5, he says, you can't even trust your friends anymore. You can't believe your leaders anymore. Husbands can't even trust their wives anymore. Moms can't trust their children. Children can't trust their parents. Verse 6, For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now I can kind of understand that one, but we'll move on. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. What a horrible situation. This is the situation of Israel and Judah at the moment. Well then, Micah, why not say, woe be unto Israel? Why not say, woe be unto Judah or Jerusalem? Why not say, woe be unto the leaders? Why not say, woe be unto the families? Why say, woe is me? Why, Micah? Why say, woe is me? And his answer would be, because I'm part of the problem. Look in verse 9. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Woe is me. My nation is wicked. Even the leaders are corrupt. Where are all the good men? Trust is gone. Family unity is gone. Honesty is gone. Morality is gone. The only unity left in the world seems to be unity to do evil. Woe is me, because I've contributed to it all because of my sin. Point number one, it is sin that down. Church, precious people, I love you very much. That person next to you, they're a sinner. And they're looking back at you. You're a sinner. We are all sinners. And sinners sin. And sin always brings you down. You want to go up to heaven someday, sin brings you down. You cannot take your sin into heaven. 
If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you need to trust in him today. And I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit will tell you that you need to come to that point of decision. I can't convince you of that. The Holy Spirit must convince you that you need to be saved. It is righteousness that exalteth a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. No wonder our nation is in a mess. Our nation is wicked. Call us the leader of the free world. Call us the greatest country in the world. I believe we are. No, we're not perfect in any way. But thank God for America. And I will fight for America until I have no breath left in my body. But we're a wicked nation. No wonder we're down. There will never be a time in our lives when we're down when sin wasn't what brought us down. Are you down this morning? Are you down this morning? I'm talking about down in your spirit. I'm talking about emotionally. Are you down? I'm talking about physically. Are you down? In any way, are you down? Are you down this morning? Is it because you're worried about something? Are you worried about something? Are your thoughts troubling you? Do questions plague your mind? I know the answer to that question. Are finances low? Are children wayward? Has family turned against you? Have you been hurt? Are you afraid of the unknown? The Bible says God hath not given us this. The Bible says be careful for nothing because we can't pray when we worry. You know that? You cannot pray when you worry. Flip that over. You can't worry when you pray. I saw somebody wearing a t-shirt the other day. Why pray when I can worry? So true. You can't pray when you worry. And we are commanded to pray. We're commanded to pray without ceasing. Be careful for nothing, the Bible says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Therefore, if we are down because we're worried, whose fault is that? The Bible says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And sin always brings us down. Are you down this morning because of fears or worries or questions or cares of any kind? We are commanded to cast those cares upon him. So when we don't, that is sin, and sin brings you down. Maybe you just say, Pastor, I'm just having a little moment in my faith where my faith is wavering. That's it. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just having a little moment of fear. That's it. The Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. To doubt God is to insult God. We walk around this world thinking I would never want to hurt or offend anybody else. I never want to slap somebody in the face figuratively. And we walk around. He could not lie. Never will. Are you down because bitterness has blackened your heart? I don't doubt it. The Bible says, be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So greatly pardon, can you not pardon another? When you walk around saying, I'm not going to forgive, and you have this bitterness and blackness in your heart, not to forgive somebody is disobedience. Disobedience is sin. Sin always brings you down. You say, Pastor, isn't being down just a part of life? 
Let's think about it. That's a good answer. Isn't being down just a fight? Well, we're sinners, aren't we? And sinners sin. But Jude 24 says we serve a wise God and a Savior who is able to keep you from falling. Yes, unfortunately, falling is part of life. Yes, unfortunately, as long as we have sin and flesh, being down is a part of life. But that does not mean it's excused. Just because everybody else does it doesn't make it right. Right, parents? We tell our kids that all the time. Everyone else has a phone. I'm sorry, I didn't know your last name was everyone else. Just because everyone else does it, doesn't make it right. In fact, we need to teach this younger generation, for the most part, if you ever find yourself in the majority, it's probably because you're wrong. I don't mind being in the minority. It's all right. Because the thing is, if God makes me in the minority, I can't be in the minority. Because anything with God is a majority. Unfortunately, yes, being down is a part of life. It doesn't make it right. God is able to keep us from falling. How can God keep us from falling? Well, Jesus prayed something in John 17. He still prays it for you today. You realize Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, constantly making intercession for you. And this is one of the prayers that he said. He said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. It's Jesus' prayer that we would be kept from evil because if we would be kept from evil, we would be kept from falling. That brings us down. And yet, and yet, not because Jesus isn't a good prayer, but because we're a great sinner. Yet, even a just man falleth seven times. Even a just man falleth seven times. The Bible called Noah just. Noah was a just man, and that's why he spared from the flood. He gets out of that ark, and what's the first thing he does? Plants a vineyard, gets drunk. Even a just man falleth seven times. There will be times for all of us, friend, when we're down. It's always our sin that does so. Woe is me, Micah said. Look at the condition of my world. Look at the condition of my countrymen. Look at the discord among family and friends. Look at all the evil. And look at mine. I have sinned against him. God blame. Many people fall. It's never God's will or God's wish for you to be down. It's never God's will or God's wish for us to commit sin and fall. If we're down today, it's not because God has forsaken us. How many times when you find people down, well, I'm just under the circumstances because God has forsaken me. Lies. That is a lie. Don't you dare let the devil tell you when you're down that it's because God has forsaken you. When we are down, it is because we have wandered from him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and entice. Are you down this morning? It's sin that's done it. Even if it's just a little bit, Lord, I, I, don't, I believe, help my unbelief. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. 
and sin brings us down. There's something else we must know when we're down. When we're down, that's when the enemy attacks even more. Now, don't get me wrong, the devil loves a challenge. Don't you think just because you're strong in this area that he can't get you. The Bible says walk circumspectly. He is a 360 degree enemy. Just because you're strong, just because you see him coming, doesn't mean you can take him on. But he loves weaknesses. Every good enemy knows you don't let up when your opponent is down. That's when you attack even more. Look in verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Let me ask this question. Why wouldn't the enemy rejoice when we're down? Why wouldn't they? The enemy's goal to win. So when the enemy sees that we're down, of course they're going to rejoice. Calling back to my high school days, having a basketball tournament. There was a team, the Grace Baptist Academy Eagles. And they were the team to beat. It was my junior year. We ended up losing to them in the, in the uh, championship game. But they played another team, a team that was not better than they were, and they lost. They lost. They had to go through the loser's bracket, and it was a double elimination tournament. But they lost, and they were down, and you could tell it. They were down. Now, they came all the way back to win. That should tell you what kind of team they were. But we knew we had to play them again. Another team beat them. They were down. We wanted to take advantage. We sent our stat man to go and knock on the door. Knocked on the door of the locker room. One of their players came to the, came to the door. Hi, is Owen there? There's not an Owen here. What are you talking about? Is Owen there? I need, I need to talk to Owen. Is Owen here? I'm like, what? What? Owen who? Owen won, and he ran away. <laughs> it's when we're down. Think about it. You're going to use that, aren't you? Our stat man almost died that day, but... Think about it. You know how it is. Whenever we sin, whenever we make a mistake, whenever we mess up, whenever we trip, whenever we're down, who's the first person in our ear laughing at us? Our enemy. Our adversary, the devil. My, how news travels fast. Even in a more tangible way, some of us have had coworkers or family or friends that knew just what to say. Just how to get under your skin, didn't they? Don't they? Some of you are still dealing with it. They know just what to do to get under your skin. And if you ever react just in the slightest way, if you lose your temper for a moment, if you just snap back just a little bit because they finally got to you, it's like the happiest moment of their life because they got you. That's what an enemy does. It's when we're down that the enemy comes to rub salt in the wound. It's when we're down that the enemy attacks even more. The devil isn't like this older brother who just pokes at you and annoys you every now and then just to make you feel bad. The Bible describes him as the adversary. He doesn't call him the mosquito. The roaring lion, the destroyer, the old serpent, the prince and power of the air, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Why does the enemy rejoice when we're down? Why does he attack even when we're already down? Why doesn't he just give us a break? You know why? Because it's not enough for him that you're down. 
He wants you to stay down. That's his job. It's not enough for him for us to skin our knees every now and then. He wants us to break our necks. It's not enough for us to fall. He wants to see us quit. And that's why, Christian, when we're down, you have to determine to get back up. Get back up. I love the words of Micah. Honey, he's probably now my favorite, my favorite prophet for the moment. Until I preach on Jeremiah tonight and then I'll like Jeremiah again. Look at what Micah says in verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I shall arise. Say it with me. When I fall, I shall arise. Say it again. When I fall... I shall arise. Don't you dare give the enemy the satisfaction of rejoicing when you're down. Don't you dare let him convince you to stay down. Yes, it's a sin to fall. Yes, it's a sin to be down. But it's just as much a sin to quit on God. You get back up. Yes, it's a sin that brings us down. But it's also a sin that keeps you down. Get back up. The only way to stop the enemy from rejoicing is get back up. Get back up. A just man falls seven times, but he riseth up again. If you fall a hundred times, you get back up a hundred times. If you fall a thousand times, you get back up a thousand times. But I sinned. Get back up. But I made a mistake. Get back up. But you don't understand what happened. Maybe I don't, but get back up. My faith is wavering. Get back up. I've been hurt. Get back up. I keep falling and falling and falling and falling. Get back up. Determine in your heart. When I fall, I shall arise. The devil wants you to stay down. God wants you to get back up. So get back up. And church, let me stop here for a moment. We are sinners. We are going to sin. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to be foolish. The Lord died for that sin. Now, we don't just go, well, I know that I can always get back up, so I'm just going to keep falling and falling and falling. You go ahead and live your life that way. Waste your time. Just because we are going to fall doesn't mean it's right. The Lord is able to keep us from falling. These things have I written unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise the Lord for that. But imagine how many of you are soldiers. How many of you are soldiers you, you, in the military? Anyone at all? Okay, so at any point, you could have been called into the service, called into combat. Imagine if you, if you woke up and said, you know, I hope I don't get shot too many times today. How are you going to do? No, a soldier wants to go out. I don't want to get hit at all. So why are we waking up as Christians saying, you know, I hope I don't sin too much today? No, we are supposed to not sin at all. But then we fall, and it's so frightening. So what, you're just going to give up on the rest of the day? Get back up. Now we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. And some people fall, and they fall hard. Put not confidence in the flesh. I know of churches who are thriving, going forward, but because of, because of a, a man, who they, they were following the man rather than following God. Don't you dare follow me. Don't you dare put your confidence in me. I am flesh. Don't you dare put your confidence in me. Follow me as I follow Christ. 
the Lord, but you are not following Johnny Che. You are following Jesus Christ. What happens is if a man falls, suddenly the entire church falls apart. You know why? They were following a man. They weren't following God. But every now and then, you're going to have somebody fall, and they are going to fall hard, and the devil is going to do everything he can to keep them down. But if those people fallen wish to get back up and wish to get right with the Lord and wish to go forward, the last thing they need is a church member to push them back down. Don't you dare do that. Galatians 6.1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye with our, ye, ye with our spiritual, restore such an one. Spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I have seen people who made a mistake who sinned. Let's not made a mistake. Let's not water it down. They sinned. They sinned against God. They allowed the devil to win that battle and sinned and they fell and they fell hard. And then they went back to their church wanting to get it right and the church rejected them. The church will need to, that church will answer for that. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 5 where it says this man is in your church and he's having an immoral relationship with his mother-in-law. Get him out. But then in 2 Corinthians, it appears that that man got right and he said, bring him back. Bring him back. People are going to fall. We may not always be able to help them up. We may not always be able to do that. But don't we dare push them back down. The moment we push them back down, we are no longer their brethren. We become the enemy. And remember, the very people who are doing the pushing today very well may need help getting up tomorrow. So don't forget that. Micah said, yes, I'm down. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, I'm part of the problem. But rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Fall, I shall arise. Failure is not final. Falling is not the end. Get back up. Maybe you say, I don't know if I can. Yes, you can. Look at me. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Are you alive? Then God's not done with you. Get back up. Sin scars. You shouldn't have sinned. It was wrong. It was wrong. It will forever be wrong. David said, my sin is ever before me. But get back up. You serve a God that can make things right. Maybe you say, I don't have the strength to get back up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Neither did Micah. This isn't about your strength. Neither did Micah. And yet he said, when I fall, I shall arise. How can he be so confident? Because church, when we're down, even when we're down, God is still God. Even when we're down, God is still God. Look in verse 7. Therefore, I can't look to anybody else. I can't trust friends. I can't. Where's the good men? Where are the good men? The princes, the judges, and the, the great men, they're all working together to do evil. Therefore, verse 7, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me. He will bring me forth to the light and I shall behold his righteousness. 
if Micah would have said, when I fall, I shall arise in my own strength. I'll get back up. That's pride. But for Micah to say, when I fall, I shall arise because I know God is still God. That's not pride. That's faith. That's faith. Hey, Moses, you may have murdered an Egyptian and you're down in the desert. of. But look up. The great I am wants to use you to lead out the Israelites from Egypt. Hey, David, you may have fallen into sin, but look up. God is going to bring the king of kings through your line. In fact, through the very woman that you fell into sin with. Hey, Peter, you may be falling beneath the waves, but look up. Your Savior is still standing above them, ready to save you when you call. You may have denied him. Cost. People will be saved. Hey, Christian, you may be down, but look up. Even when we're down, God is still God. When God is still God, he still hears, verse 7, my God will hear me. When God is still God, he still lights the way. Verse 8, when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. When God is still God, he still corrects. I will bear the indignation of the Lord. I deserve that. I've sinned against him. He still corrects. But when God still corrects, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. If God is still correcting, that means he still loves. Verse 9, he'll plead my cause. He'll execute judgment for me. Whatever he does it will be right. And when God still loves, he still forgives. He will bring me forth into the light. And in God's forgiveness, he still teaches and he still leads. Even those who are down, I shall behold his righteousness. Micah realized, even though I'm down, God is still God. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. Micah was prophesying the same time as another man named Isaiah. I can't help but wonder if Micah heard the words of Isaiah when Isaiah said, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Because God is still God, you can say, if you're down this morning, you can say, when I fall, I shall arise. Get back up. Do something great for the Lord. Let him use you. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptist.cc.com tx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.